<laughs> What's cooking on the stove? Uh, spinach, mushrooms, onions, and garlic on this burner. It's going to get mixed in with the rice and mixed with eggs and cheese and it's going to become a casserole. Could you please introduce yourself? I'm Jonathan Segal. I'm, uh, I'm a cook here at Kitchen Sanctuary. So Kitchen Sanctuary, you had a workshop to make a coconut curry uh, during our open house. And what does Sanctuary, what does Kitchen Sanctuary look like right now? Uh, right now, I know there'll be some cooking for some concerts, for some films, and certainly for the Freedom Festival. Uh, that there'll be food for all of that. And I'm hoping to have another sauce workshop or two this season. But I'm gonna need help. Well, that's a nice teaser. If somebody is interested in doing sauces, what's the next step? When you say you need help, what does that mean? I mean, a lot of people know lots of sauces that I don't. I am a lifelong learner of sauces. And I'm not creative every day. Sometimes I come home not feeling creative. I want to make some rice, some beans, but put a sauce on them that makes me feel like I was creative that day. <laughs> That's an interesting concept because I've definitely come home from work and just felt so tired that I can't even process what's in my fridge. So that's like a way of doing something very basic and having flavor already made. Is that with the concept? Definitely. Uh, when we had the sauce workshop uh, a little while ago, Intaba taught us this coconut curry sauce. And some of us who were involved in it got to take some home. And I think I ate it on half of what I ate until I finished it. <laughs> so the sauces that you do know, what inspires you to discover it? Is it a cultural connection? Is it a book that you're reading? What are some ways that you're inspired by menus? It, it can be certain, uh, certain cuisines. It can be people I talk to. It can be ingredients and what ingredients are in season then too. So this is end of February. What are the ingredients that are core to your repertoire these days? Uh, as you can imagine, there's not a lot coming out of gardens right now. Root vegetables, right? Those are kind of the winter thing. Root vegetables are good. And I do, now that you say, I do get reminded of root vegetables that I forget about during the summer, like rutabaga and parsnip. Uh, I love a parsnip. Yeah. And, and it, can, it can feel really, really hearty with the right mix of maybe some onions and garlic and some flavors poured on top of it. I just like to put it in slivers and olive oil and salt and pepper, roast it. I like a little crunch to my parsnip. Oh, yum. Uh, I like to roast it with potatoes and uh, either tofu or some fake meat or, and maybe some sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts. Mm. So for the workshops, are you looking for partners in creation or are you looking for people to be interested in participating in those workshops? All of the above. And what's the best way to get in touch with you? 
Info at Media Sanctuary is, is a good way. This is Wednesday. And so what you're cooking right now, this is for tomorrow. Could you talk about what you are creating this food for? Yes, uh, another, another friend of ours who works here at the sanctuary asked, uh, asked if I could make it for this group, Pause. Yes, that was Mark Dunley, right? That was, yes, it was. <laughs> so as a sustainable energy group, was there some inspiration from what the group stands for to making this food? No, it was nothing so creative as that. Uh, I do tend to go for casserole sometimes when it's people I don't know quite as well. It's, it's tended to work well in those, in those situations. Well, if you're talking about green energy, it is green. It has spinach. And, and I am hoping that people who have important business to discuss will be able to have more vegetables during that discussion than they might have had in, uh, in the midst of it. So you mentioned fake meat. Are you only plant-based? And how do you make that work for the array of people that you cook for? You know, for some people, nothing is going to take the place of some good chicken. Uh, or I know people who make goat. And, uh, and you have made goat here. I believe it was for Al-Balali Sudan. Oh, I can't take the credit for that. It was, it was my friends, Leon and Vashti, who do Caribbean cooking. A team effort. Yes, yes. Uh, but for me and a lot of people I know, uh, either they want something that's straight up vegetarian, uh, or maybe they're changing to vegetarian and examining it. In which case, I want them to eat something hearty enough that it doesn't make them miss meat the entire time they're eating it. So for somebody who is a meat eater and looking to turn plant-based, what are some ways to make that transition a little bit easier? Potatoes are very good. (laughs) (laughs) Eggs eggs are good. uh, And vegan is a much larger leap because of that. Uh, but cheese helps if you're go, just going vegetarian. And, and these root vegetables are, are the other thing because these are the vegetables that can taste pretty hearty if flavored right. I think there's a misconception that vegetarian food and vegan food doesn't have flavor. And I have gone to places where that example has been true. Mm-hmm. But... There are so many amazing, delicious, full of flavor, vegetarian and vegan foods. Is there a certain type of recipe that makes you think of this kind of really flavorful vegan or vegetarian sauce? All Indian food for one, for one thing. And I've gone to vegetarian Indian restaurants with a hundred things on the menu and that cover three different areas of India. But that's, that's one place. I've had, uh, I've had Ethiopian food that does the best things with lentils I've ever, I've ever had. But when it comes to sauces, uh, that's where I like to experiment with hot sauces and uh, see what levels of heat, not, to, not the hottest I can make it, but see what kinds of heat and what kind of flavors go with that heat. That would be interesting for people. Ooh, so that's a great idea to go into 
like an Indian or Ethiopian restaurant, look at their spices and mimic that at home in the kitchen? How easy is that to do? It's, it's tricky, but well worth the trying. <laughs> so you spend a lot of time at farmer's markets. What is happening at farmer's markets this time of year, end of February, heading into March? I feel like we're just about to get green things again. Uh, could be soon. Uh, but right now, I, I've just been keeping my eyes out for the root vegetables I haven't had yet this winter and make sure that I don't go a whole year forgetting about rutabaga. You know, I haven't done so much of vegetable preserving and pickling. Is that something that you have ever experimented with? No, but a lot of people in my life are some serious picklers uh, and fermenters. I, I admire I admire that skill a great deal. I haven't learned it myself. Me either. Well, this smells absolutely delicious. It is going to be feeding people at the PAUSE 10th anniversary event happening on Thursday evening. Mark Dunley did a interview about that to find more information. Jonathan, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Uh, an open invitation to come to Sanctuary and talk about sauce. Thank you so much. All right, and thank you, Sina. <laughs>